the baby boomers led waves of dramatic culture changes. Their voices raise awareness of consumerism, retirement programs, higher education, health care, and civil rights transformations. Now, the baby boomers have reached an age where it is our turn to give back to them for their voices, their struggles, and their footprint on the society we benefit from today. Boomer Living Podcast is dedicated to the support and the enhancement of senior living and the baby boomers' needs and demands. We welcome conversations between caregivers, providers, gerontologists, geriatricians, neurologists, technologists, developers, and operators with one objective to serve our baby boomers. By bringing together these experts and the baby boomers' families, we can share our knowledge that will educate and inspire others on how to care for the baby boomers. We're a social platform that focuses on the respect and care of this aging population that gave their youth and their wisdom to the society we benefit from today. I'm excited today to welcome Candy Cohn and Becky Dieter to Boomer Living Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, and uh, it's good to have you here with us today. So let's get started by having each one of you share with our audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what projects are you working on right now? I'm Candy Cohn. I'm the owner of Oasis Senior Advisor South Florida. It's a franchise, so I'm part of a national company, and I cover the Broward County and Palm Beach County area of Southeast Florida doing senior placement. So I help people find senior living communities. And I tell people I'm like a cross between a social worker and a realtor. So the social work piece, I do an assessment, find out what's going on, what's changed. Usually something's changed in their life that's making the seniors want to look into senior living or their family. Oftentimes it's their adult children that call me. And so we have a whole discussion about things going on in their life, their budget, where they'd like to move, what's important to them, and what they would be looking for ideally, you know, whether picturing, when are they picturing moving, all of that kind of thing. And then I put on my realtor hat and schedule the appointments for them. So that's a little bit about what I do, who I am. I got into this business because of my own parents, as many people in the senior care industry. About 10 years ago, I had to place my parents and was referred to a senior placement advisor. And at the end of it, I thought, this is a really interesting profession. And I bet a lot of people don't know it even exists. So I was doing some freelance marketing at the time. And I asked him if he needed help with his marketing. And he said, actually, I'm looking to train someone to do senior placement with me. Would you like to do that? I said, yes. And then three, so I worked with him as an independent contractor for years. And then three years ago, the opportunity arose to buy this franchise. And I looked into Oasis Senior Advisors, was really impressed and thought it had so many benefits to a business, new business owner, which I would be at that time. And I love it. And my parent, my mom is still alive. I'm happy to say she's 97. And I'm very thankful for that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your story and your inspiration. So how about you, Becky? So I'm a senior living advisor working at Oasis Senior Advisor South Florida with Candy. And I came to the industry from actually being a practicing an attorney and working in human resources and have been doing that a number of years. And then I have a very typical Florida adult child story where my parents were living in Sarasota and I was living in Colorado at the time. And there were four kids and nobody was living in Florida. And my dad became ill with congestive heart failure and went through a series of surgeries and culminating him and falling and breaking his hip. And it became clear that my parents needed some help. My dad was six foot three and my mom five foot four, which are not the greatest caregiving dynamics. 
So I ended up quitting my job outright and flying back and forth three weeks, two weeks, becoming a caregiver, bringing in hospice, bringing in home care, and really being thrown into a world I knew nothing about. And because of that experience, then I had other family members. After my dad passed away, my mom moved to a senior living community. So I went through downsizing with her, selling her house, moving to a new community. And I realized that there are a lot of people out there like me that just needed to help their parents and didn't know how to do it. And so went into my own business and then joined a senior living um, advisor and then came out here to South Florida and joined Candy. And for me, it's really a, a passion because I've been there and I really understand what these families are going through, trying to make the best decisions that they can. Having you both have gone through the journey, you're probably more empathetic to folks and you probably want to tell all these people, the sooner you get educated and just learn the the housing for your parents in the let's say later third or fourth part of their lives the better because there's so many options the affordability the location the care if it's a good fit or not so those are the kind of awareness education that you're providing to these folks and i think the sooner the better because sometimes if it's in the midst of a crisis it's a tough time to having to make those life-changing decisions so thank you for doing this what impact are you making in the senior living industry through Oasis Senior Advisor? Could you explain the journey, let's say, of someone contacting you? Explain that journey, how that begins to the time where you actually place a loved one into a community. Okay. We get the call. Sometimes it's from the adult child, as I mentioned, sometimes from the senior, sometimes from an elder law attorney or a home care company that is gives, providing services to that person and realizes that they should, they're not safe at home anymore or perhaps they're depressed, they're lonely, maybe they're a recent widow or widower. So we get that call, and then we make an appointment to do an assessment, which has all this time before COVID was always in person. Since COVID, we've been doing a lot on the phone and through Zoom, although in the past few weeks, we've been able to get back out and see clients in person. And we sit down with them, and preferably in their home, unless they're in the hospital or rehab, because we want to, in their home, we get a real good feel of who they are. And that's so important to us. We want to know and respect this person as a whole person. So we talk about, as I mentioned, what's going on. Why are they looking into senior living? Sometimes they just want to start uh, educating themselves. I have a client who says she's not going to move for two years. I hope that maybe she'll move sooner because I think she'd do really well in a community. But I like when people want to educate themselves early. So I sit down with them for a while and Becky the same and we talk and often sometimes the adult children are there if they're involved. Then we schedule tours. We narrow it down to a few senior living communities that are within their budget that can provide the level of care they need if they need care. And that meets their needs socially, culturally, activities, all of that. And what they are envisioning as far as the environment. Different places have different size apartments. If some have prettier views or ground surrounding it, those kind of options. And then we schedule the tours, go on the tours with the client. During COVID, it was all virtual. So we did Zoom, often Zoom or some other FaceTime or another method. But we were on the call too. So we could still be there and be the advocate for the client. And that's really our role. And our service is free. We get paid a commission by the senior living community when we place someone and we work with all almost all the senior living communities in South Florida. And we're with them throughout the journey. We help them to we can refer them to a senior mover, an elder law attorney, a realtor, anything they need along the way. 
I'm sure they're just embracing you at this moment because you're opening up this whole realm of professionals that perhaps they didn't know. The movers, senior living, nearby communities, the types of service they offer, the price point, and if it's a good fit for the, the loved one. I didn't have that. So I was playing the role like you, just actively seeking. And I always go back to this. If you start early enough and meet someone like you, I think it'll be less stress and you learn to trust, right? The more information that you have, the more trusting. And I think you bet you make better choices. I think information is empowering. I think you're absolutely right. You can see it in families when they get more information and they understand it, they feel so much more confident about their decisions. And so many times people still have in their mind that the only option is a nursing home because that's what they remember from their grandparents. And even the seniors, I don't want to go to where their parents may have gone. So some of it is changing that vision of what those options are out there. Many times we'll be doing a tour and the senior and the adult children will be there. They're absolutely surprised at what senior living now looks like. And so that's part of our role is just educating them that there are these options out there that the only option isn't just skilled nursing. There are so many steps in between. Many assisted livings also can provide a high level of care depending on their licensing. And so sometimes that can keep somebody from having to go to skilled nursing and the families don't always know that. So just empowering them with that knowledge and the resources And then they feel better about making those decisions because there's so much pressure on them. Having been there, I know, to try and help them make that right decision. Yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that because I think you said institution. That's exactly what I thought and my siblings. And because that's what people know of senior living 10, 20 plus years ago. But nowadays, we all know independent assisted living or dementia care, it's about engagement, vibrancy, purposeful. So we, we're trying to get them to, to transition to the next place, their new home, to be celebrated and not looking at it as if we're putting mom or dad into a facility. It's right. a new home. Yes, yeah. we're very careful to avoid the word facility. We call them communities, senior living mm-hmm. communities. I'm sure it varies case by case. With Oasis Senior Advisors, what types of senior housing do you offer recommendations for? We help folks with independent living, assisted living, memory care. And then there's another category that a lot of folks don't know about, which are six-bed residential care homes. And those are houses that have either been retrofitted or sometimes just knocked down and rebuilt in communities all throughout the area. And they are licensed for assisted living. And they can be a really good option for somebody that maybe is a little higher fall risk or has dementia and needs a little more eyes on care. And it is a home. There's a living room area. There's a dining area, kitchen. People either have their own bedroom or sometimes a shared bedroom. And it's a little more intimate. And sometimes that's a nice environment for folks that would get lost in a big place. And it's nice to have that option for assisted and also for memory care. So we work with all those types of communities for folks. Okay. So it's a wide sorts of senior housing from six beds, ranch, residential, let's say, memory care, assisted living, independent living, continuum of care, and so forth. Exactly. And there are communities that are just independent living, and maybe you can bring in-home care when you need the care. 
There are communities that have independent assisted and memory so that you can move and stay in the same community, but move through the continuum of care. So there are a lot of options out there for folks. We just have to find the one that fits them in terms of all those factors that we talked about. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So how does Oasis stand out compared to the other similar services? We are very hands-on and follow-up is important to us. We check in with our clients after they've moved in, make sure they're doing okay. We follow up again six months later. Sometimes things change and they need to move again. And more importantly, we just want to be a resource to them and we want them to know that we're still there for them. But in the early part, we get to know them. We really take our time. We care about our clients. Whereas there are services out there that are just more of a computerized service, referral service, where they send, you put your name in their computer system, they send it out to maybe 25 places that might not even be the right fit. We really try to find places that you can afford that are going to have the right levels of care and where we think you might fit in and thrive. Yeah. That relationship you described, cultivating that understanding, uh, the loved one's needs and getting to know the children and credibility and trust. That's everything in this journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important that we build that rapport and trust with them. And, and the communities appreciate that too, because then we're bringing people to them that we have vetted, so to speak, that we feel could be a good fit for their community. We're not bringing them people that can't afford their community or their care needs are such that they can't handle that person. We're not helping the communities or the families if we're not really narrowing things down and just bringing them folks that are the right fit. And so they trust that in us, that we're going to bring them people that they're not going to walk around, fall in love, and then they can't afford it. Or, oh, we can't handle those care needs. We have conversations, especially if there's a question about it, we're going to have a conversation with the community ahead of time to say, here's what we have. What do you think? Does this sound like it would be a good fit or something that you all can manage? So we're having those conversations ahead of time to try and streamline things. And so not only do we have the the families building that trust, but also within the communities themselves, too, in terms of who we're bringing to them. Absolutely. Because I think for you to make a good fit and for the loved one to trust in you, you have to be the, a reflection of the communities because you're holding on to their reputation and make, making recommendations to, to those communities. So you're almost like representing them. So credibility and understanding what each of these community services and profile is everything, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where we spend time in the communities too. So just like we get to know our families, we get to know our communities and spend time in the communities. And we're in there, hey, give us another tour. I haven't been in here for a while. We go to events in the communities so that we can get to know the people in the communities and the feel of the community. What's Every community has a different feel. And that's something important that we convey to our clients are use all your senses while you're going through a community. Use your eyes, use your ears, use your nose, and, and also use your, your gut. What does it feel like? Does this feel like a place that's going to be a fit? I had a daughter that I recently toured with her dad. He was recently widowed and was touring independent living. And we went to a couple places and we walked out of one. And she said to me, she says, I may be crazy, but this just feels like it'll fit my dad. And I said, no, that's great. But you are feeling that this is fit. She says, I really feel like he would fit in there. And I'm like, good for you. That's important to listen to when you're touring. The instinct that you have as you're walking around 
inside the community and you're seeing the residents, how mm-hmm. they interact and with each other and with the caregivers. So that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. So now, Becky, I know you have your jur- Juris Doctorate in practice law for many years. So how does this background help you in your job today? It, it helps me in terms of recognizing, number one, when somebody could use an attorney to help them out. So looking at, are your documents up to date? And if they're up to date, do you know where they are? And does anybody else know where they are? Or do you need to get to an attorney to, to look at them? The other place is when people could be needing Medicaid or VA benefits in their future. When I start hearing things like that, I want to get them to somebody that can help them because I know what kind of mistakes people can make when they start transferring their assets and not getting good advice. So in that respect, that's helpful because I know the signals in my head go off saying, oh, they could use some legal help with this. That's been very helpful. And just a big part of being an attorney and a good attorney is listening to your client and understanding their needs. And that skill transfers directly into what I'm doing in terms of really understanding what I can do to help represent my client well. Mm -hmm. But they love you for that. Not only are you helping to find a match between their love with their mom or dad, physical needs, right, into a community, Mm -hmm. but they're also like connected Mm -hmm. where you can provide them all the resources. Like you say, legal documents and Medicare, Mm -hmm. Medicaid, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I wish I had something like that years (laughs) ago. We just navigate on our own and it was a painful process. So Candy, you have a background in healthcare marketing and community relations. So how did this prepare you? The healthcare marketing, I've covered and dealt with so many issues that come up now with clients. Uh, So I'm familiar with medical terms and I wrote for a publication called Psychotherapy Finances for many years. So I interviewed psychotherapists all over the country, and I understand a lot of the things that come up. I might be more attuned to it. There's also a history in my family. My dad had bipolar, so you know that all the healthcare kind of things really stand out for me. Community relations, just being able to know how to network and make the connections in the community. I am very active in the community. Becky and I are both on the committee for the Boca Walk to End Alzheimer's. We understand the PR piece of how to use that and leverage it while still making fun, doing fundraising for the Boca Walk. We all support each other. It, it, it has served me well, even the social media, LinkedIn, and being able to meet wonderful people like you. I've been working LinkedIn for many years, even before I was doing senior placement, and it really has paid off. Well, I'm sure glad that we connected. Thank you. So how has the coronavirus changed the phase of senior living? And then more specifically... How has it changed both of your jobs, specifically at Oasis? It has changed the face of senior living in many ways. For several months, we could not go into the senior living communities. So we were placing people mostly that had a crisis situation where they needed to move. Maybe they were in a senior living community they couldn't afford to stay in, but they needed definitely still needed to be in senior living. So we found them a more affordable place help them, refer them to people to help them apply for Medicaid. Some were people that were in the hospital and then a rehab and they absolutely could not go home. But we never got to take them in person or their families to the places. We had to do a video tour. And (coughs) during this time, I think it's even been more important for someone to work with people like us, because if you can't go in yourself to a community, you have to trust someone to tell you what does it really feel like? What does it smell like? You can't smell on videos. Maybe someday we'll have that, the virtual reality thing. But 
it's not right now. So at the communities, they are opening up again, and infection control is really critical. So how they are handling keeping their place sanitary, sanitized, and if they've had COVID cases, which most places have had at least a couple, how did you handle that? And how are you keeping your place safe now? Visitation rules, now that people are allowed to visit, it's very strict, so they're setting up outdoor areas and other areas. And that's not going to go away. This is one pandemic, but we're going to have other issues that we have to deal with, medical issues. So if places can be safer on an ongoing basis, that's going to help so much. And for us now, it feels really good to be back out being able to see people. It makes a big difference. There's something, especially with elderly people, they, they can't get a feel for you as much on a video as seeing them in person. And they, they need to trust you. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's true. This is my personal opinion. I love technology. And I think, obviously, this is one reason. It allows people like you and I to connect and have this meaningful conversation to share with folks inside and outside of the industry. But you know what? That one-on-one sitting down at a coffee shop, you see the person's disposition entirely that you may not see over a Zoom call. So... Yeah, I, I think it's great that things are slowly easing off and folks are safely getting back out. So do you both have any other thoughts or comments that you would like to share? I think just reemphasizing what I think you said earlier for folks to plan ahead, because none of us make our best decisions when we're in crisis mode. And we can't emphasize enough how important it is for people to think ahead a little bit. And it's hard. Nobody likes thinking about having to make a move, especially a home they've been in for a lot of years. We, we understand that's hard. And we always will go at the person's pace. But start taking a look. Start having the conversation with your adult children and start thinking about this so that you don't end up in that crisis mode and having to make a quick, uninformed decision. I echo that. Boy. <laughs> If, if only we could model your suggestion right there. It's okay to be aging and it's okay to look at your third or fourth part of your life as celebrative, regardless of your acuity level. And let's right. face it, it will decline and that's okay. We have to learn as a culture, as individuals to embrace every step of the way, even when we are declining. And I think if we ourselves, the community can provide a setting that strengthens our purpose or gives us purpose because we all want to contribute. It doesn't matter what age. And just look at life in, in that kind of perspective. And I think it starts the sooner the better. And with senior living, you can feel a part of something. And that's so important. A senior alone at home with an age just coming to care for them is not the same as a senior that's part of a community and knows that people are around them who know them and are watching out for them and they can participate as much as they want or as little as they want. But that feeling of connectedness is really important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you so much. I, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Boomer Living Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, boomerliving.tv, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. This way, you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we would really appreciate a rating in iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us tremendously. Be sure to tune in weekly for our next episode. And remember, growing old is the purest and the most positive experience of human existence.